Leslie's Illustrated Newspaper, also known as Leslie's Weekly, was a popular literary and news magazine that began in 1855. In 1914, it ran an editorial column entitled, The Negro's Failure. It instructed black people to lift themselves up instead of complaining about racial discrimination and violence. It was yet another editorial theme of the time, which suggested that the nation, only 50 years post-enslavement, did not owe black people anything, and that it was the responsibility of blacks to operate in ways that essentially made white, white society comfortable with their presence. When the editor used the phrasing, let not the Negro imagine because of lynchings and minor discriminations here and there that every man's hand is raised against him. The NAACP's Crisis Magazine, under W.E.B. Du Bois's ed editorship, reminded the periodical that 2,692 Negroes had been publicly lynched and burned in the last 29 years meaning since about 1885. This is Dr. Catherine Bancoli Medina with the Invention of Racism. The goal of this podcast series is to share the subtle and not so subtle nuances of racism from the past into the 21st century. Understanding and speaking the truth about racism is the first step toward combating and ultimately eliminating it. It is interesting to note that this was a casual sentiment. The idea that you could link the murder of African Americans to minor discriminations is a hallmark of the predatory rhetoric inherent in racial discourse and violence. It speaks to how this nation has and continues to tolerate and reinforce racial violence. This podcast is a brief note on the paradigm of racist predation, which is a glimpse into an article I am currently working on. The word predation comes from the Latin expression predari, which means to plunder. Now, wildlife biologists have a whole taxonomy for predation, the ways in which one animal, the predator, targets other animal or plant species, the prey, in order to feed, to sustain its own life. What I'm proposing is that racism is so complex that we need to speak more about the paradigm of racist predation not only is there a clear predator-to-prey correlation, but that connection is sustained through the manipulation of language, specifically racial logic and reasoning, and through discriminatory conduct and action that causes inequality and mortality. We understand what predation is in the animal kingdom, and we acknowledge the great risks that humans pose as predators relative to animals, the planet, and to each other, and specifically 
the commercial exploitation of animals and plants, the capitalist abuse and pollution of the planet, and the familiar pattern of predatory human behavior among people engaged in multiple homicides and other forms of criminality, such as serial killers and stalkers. Racism is a powerful form of human predation. However, we rarely, if ever, express seriously how humans use racism to prey upon other humans when we know that humans are the ultimate predators on the planet. So here are just a few examples of what I am referring to, focusing on the anti-black exemplar of racism that speaks to racist predation. This includes the enslavement of African people in order to extract free labor for wealth and profit. You know, the idea that you can enslave an entire group of people is the essence of racist predation. Also, the historic lynching of black people that often involves seizing of people, removing them from legal custody, and publicly executing them in front of throngs of white people is another prime example of social predation. In addition, there is the extra legal killing of black people by law enforcement and others. I discuss this in my book, World to Come, The Baltimore Uprising, Militant Racism and History, where state suborn homicides are reinforced by neo-racist language that at all times, presumes that the victim is so criminally guilty of something that it warrants summary execution. Further, there is the targeting of black communities with excessive fines and fees associated with racial profiling that financially benefits law enforcement and municipal agencies. One example, as was discovered, by the Department of Justice in the case involving Ferguson, Missouri after the law enforcement murder of Michael Brown. Racist predation also takes into account the reported so-called casual interracial interaction or, or relationship that ends with the death of a black person. And I'm thinking here of James Byrd in Jasper, Texas on June 7, 1998 and more recently, Philip Mbuju Johansson in Denmark on June 23, 2020. Then there is the reduction or basic denial of goods and services to predominantly black communities. Here I'm talking about the traditional food deserts in black residential areas, along with water contamination and shortages in places like Flint, Michigan, and several other cities. And finally, you can't talk about racist predation in this country without acknowledging the indiscriminate and disproportionate mass incarceration of black people, largely black males. I could go on, but the point is that the social ecosystem of organized racist structures demands a predator and prey relationship. As noted above, in reference to lynching, 
certain evaluations and mental calculations needed to be made regarding how white predators would be protected in the act of lynching. This includes coalescing support, identifying opportunity, and the pursuit, ambush, and capture of blacks for execution. And given the various modes of solitary, institutional, and social predation, black people have historically adapted individual and organizational behaviors in order to understand, avoid, circumvent, and stop this human predatory behavior. I should reiterate the importance of linguistic modifications over generations in order to camouflage and justify racist predatory behavior against black people. To be sure, in our long history, black people have developed anti-racist predator behavior designed to save and preserve human life. Now this work in progress is still in the early stages, but I'm rather excited about the direction and I've located some incredible sources. What I do want to leave you with is this, that in order to understand racist predation, think of the non-lethal and fatal forms of racism as actual representations of the transfer of energy, i.e., which is a transfer of power. And this is what racism is really all about. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Support for independent podcasts like The Invention of Racism is critical at this moment. In the national and global effort to dismantle racism and to establish human equality, we need as many thoughtful and courageous voices as possible. If you believe in and appreciate this anti-racism podcast, continue to download, like, and share, and support us, all of that. I also encourage you to use your own media to honestly analyze, examine, and ultimately put an end to racism. If you are listening to this podcast, especially if you're a regular listener, then you already know discourse on racism is not for the faint of heart. Well, you know, I hope that you will continue to join me as I present key topics in the invention of racism.